Hey y'all, welcome to Blomversations. I'm your host, Bren. This week's episode is late. I apologize. I don't know if you guys have seen the video of the girl that's like, I've been struggling mentally. Ding! (laughs) But your girl has been struggling and I don't have any other reason other than I've just been really, really going through the thick of it. So my anxiety has been through the roof. I go in and out with depression. Depression's not normally like a big thing hard for me, but when my anxiety gets really, really, really severe and debilitating, depression just joins the party. And the last like month or so has just like increasingly gotten rough. I will say that most of the people I talk to on a regular basis are also drowning in life right now. And there is a sense of comfort (laughs) in knowing that we're all just trying to get through the fucking day. But you guys, I just haven't been doing well. And I needed a break and I felt so stupid because I just needed a break two weeks ago and it's not that I needed a break from the podcast. This is such an amazing creative outlet for me. I greatly enjoy doing it. I look forward to it. I love communicating with you guys about it. I just needed like a timeout from life and responsibilities. My plate is very full right now and I was feeling overwhelmed And last week was a very stressful week. Our sweet Paisley May, my, my dogger, (laughs) my dog daughter had to go to the animal hospital. We had to rush her to the animal hospital Monday night. Okay. So like Monday I went to work and everything was fine. My husband's off on Mondays. So I decided, okay, we're going to have like a spur of the moment, random Monday night, date night, and go to the movies. And we did. And we saw Queen Pins with Kristen Bell. And it was very cute, funny. We enjoyed it. We had a nice time. And then we came home and Paisley hadn't been feeling well for a few days. She was starting to have accidents in the house and she was getting really lethargic. And I kind of just thought she was about to go into heat because that's how she acts when she's about to go into heat. But she just was being really weird. And then we came home and we noticed some blood and we thought, okay, maybe she did go into heat. So my husband was going to give her a bath. And Paisley likes to get under our porch. We usually have like a lattice in front of it so she can't get under it, but she finds her ways to get under the back porch. And So we're not exactly sure if it was something under the porch or what happened, but in the time it took for him to like fill up our little utility tub and get everything together to give her a bath, he came out and there was like mass amounts of blood everywhere. And so he's like, okay, something's wrong. Like I need to get her in the bath, figure out what's going on. Mind you, she needs a groom so bad. She actually was supposed to get groomed on Tuesday, an appointment that we made months ago that 
all of the grooming facilities were shut down and they're back open and they are booked out for months. It is insanity. And um, we even tried to reach out to like mobile groomers because I'm like, my poor dog, you know, needs needs some help. Anyways, so she's looking like a ragamuffin. She is very overgrown. But she's actually laying right by my feet as I'm recording this, and I feel like she's getting upset with me. You are so beautiful, sweet girl. (laughs) So anyways, he goes to give her a bath and finds this giant wound on her belly. And so he's, like, yelling for me and says, you know, something's wrong. And so he... I, I get a towel. I wrap her in the towel. He gives her to me, and... Then I'm, like, sitting with her on our couch while he's trying to call um, 911, like, animal hospitals, (laughs) 911. (laughs) He's trying to call, like, an emergency vet to get her in because we cannot get the blood to stop. And it is a pretty big wound. And then she just kind of starts going in and out, which was freaking me out. Like, I thought she was dying in my arms. I'm hysterical. Every place he's calling is saying they're at capacity. Try this place. That place is at capacity. Try this place here. Let's send you a list. We try everyone on the list. They're either not open, not taking patients, not at, capa- or at capacity. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. Someone is about to see my damn dog. This dog is my child. Like, they're, fuck you. You, you are going to be at capacity when you take her, but you're going to see her. So I called the first place back hysterically crying. And I'm like, listen, she is not okay. Something is not Okay. Nobody will take us. Nobody will see her. Like, there's got to be somebody that can help. Please help. And they said, okay, how far away from you? How far away from us are you? And they were just like 20 minutes from us, 15, 20 minutes. They said, okay, come, come right now and we'll find a way to get her in. And then they said, we'll determine at the door, like if she is really an emergent case said okay well she's gonna be but sure fine whatever so we get there and they come out to see her and they instantly are like using their little um they have like headsets they're very like cia (laughs) but they had like headsets and their little um, microphone and they're like okay we need an emergency blah 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 needless to say they got her right in um because she was fading in and out so what we ended up learning was she was diabetic She's been diabetic for a while. We did not know that. And she had reached a point of diabetic ketoacidosis. And that she was on the verge of like going comatose with her sugars. And then her liver wasn't functioning. She was severely anemic. And then she had these wounds that she had abscessed mammary glands that... They're still unsure if the abscess opened or if she cut the glands on something, but that caused the little bit of time that they were open, like it caused an infection. So she had this infection in her body and it was just like a multitude of things all at once that they're like hitting us with. Well, I shouldn't say that. The next day, so they kept her overnight and the next day is when they called and said, here's what's going on. And they said, this is what we need to do. And the amount of money that you signed for is not going to be enough for her care. So 
then they said she's also going to have monthly costs because she's going to have to be on a twice a day injectable insulin. She's going to have prescription costs. She's going to have prescription dog food. She's probably going to have to have surgery on these mammary glands down the road. And are you going to be able to afford that? And if not, you need to consider putting her down. And I lost it. I'm like, putting her down like three days ago, she was fine. Like she was having accidents, but she wasn't to the point of like me saying goodbye to her. So then my husband and I had to talk about it and see like, okay, can we feasibly afford to give her the life that she deserves? And are we going to take on, you know, the added burden of these monthly costs and the added burden of several thousand dollars in animal hospital bills. And basically he told me to do whatever I needed to do. And I said, fuck yeah. Cause that's my child. <laughs> and I'm not getting rid of her. So we worked out of playing with a vet, a higher middle ground of what they were trying to get. And she stayed in the hospital for three days I was finally able to bring her home and she's been on a prescription medication. We've let her wounds heal. She's on a twice a day injectable insulin and a prescription diet and she is thriving. She is doing so much better. I'm so thankful that she's okay. I really could not have handled losing her right now, but thankfully she's doing really good and we're just keeping positive thoughts that she's going to continue to improve. So I wanted to dive right into Law & Order SVU because, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It is finally back. So they opened up with a two-hour premiere, which chef's kiss. It was phenomenal. What I noticed is the quality of the filming was different. It was a completely different style. I'm not sure if there's a new director if they just decided to go a different route, but even like the offices and the equipment, everything was upgraded. It was definitely a different videography style, but the storyline was so good. And I think it's going to be a really insane season. I'm not going to cover all the details of the episode, but some standout points for me, obviously, Carisi and Amanda loving seeing them finally together. I'm waiting to see what the whole Benson and Stabler crossover is going to be, if they're actually going to finally be together. Who knows? I think that them showing Olivia hallucinating Elliot when she was ran off the road was pretty telling. They both are showing that they have like an underlying love for each other, which we've always known, right? But there was so much craziness this episode. I really feel like they brought the heat. (laughs) I will say that I had already read that Kat was leaving and the chief was leaving, but I wasn't sure how they were going to work it out. I kind of felt like it was a really weird way out for Kat, if I'm being honest. Like, typically I don't critique the writing of SVU. It's literally my favorite show ever. But Kat's character, it doesn't feel believable that she would want to walk away. It's hard for me to come to grips with that because it doesn't seem like her character would just leave, right? It doesn't seem that she would walk away and just dip out thinking that she couldn't be a part of the solution and the change that needed to be coming. I do know the actress was really bummed out to be written off the show, so I 
I'm not really sure why the writers are taking it in that direction, but I'm curious to see. I do want to say that I'm really glad they didn't kill her off because I think that leaves the door open for her to potentially come back in the future. The chief leaving too, I also didn't like that. Like I get they're playing into the good old boys club storyline and I know that that's so prevalent in the world, but it was just a bummer to see these characters leaving. I also don't like the conflict with the other chiefs, so we'll see. I'm really, really loving the crossover with SVU and organized crime, which leads us into organized crime. Oh my goodness. There's a lot to unpack with this episode, but I will say that I'm shocked that they went the route of Wheatley getting his charges dropped. I'm interested to see what happens with Stabler undercover. I don't know if you're like me, but I was so not fooled on who was in the truck waiting. Like, if you don't recognize the silhouette of those ears and that body, (laughs) are you really even a Stabler fan? Because instantly I'm like, that's Stabler. He's got to be undercover because a crime is happening, right? So he has to be undercover. A huge standout moment for me was Eli. Eli is such an incredible young man. The development of this character is phenomenal. I think him telling his dad how much he missed him, but that he didn't want him to feel guilty for working was killer. Aside from the obvious of like what a hunkasaurus Stabler is, <laughs> I feel like they're setting us up for a continuation throughout the season, and I really enjoyed that. I really liked that about organized crime last season was that it was pretty much an arc happening the entire time instead of individual episodes like old SVU used to be individual episodes with like maybe a little bit, you know, of like a three episode arc instead of the entire season. I really, really enjoy the continuity with organized crime. I think it was a great first episode. I'm super stoked for the season. We also had Chicago PD come back. Heck yes. I'm telling you, it is like the best time for TV right now. All of my favorite shows are airing and it's phenomenal. Jay and Haley. Haley proposed. And we weren't sure if he was going to say yes. Like it was very random when she did it. Then we have Voight helping Haley cover up her crimes. This is honestly why I adore him. Like, he's crooked as hell, but in all the best ways. He's a vigilante of justice, and he protects his people. And I just find it charming, endearing. I don't know. (laughs) I was very happy to see Burgess come out of surgery fighting for her life, But she is alive, and Adam being with her and taking care of Michaela, like, I just think they're going to make a really beautiful family, and I hope that's the way the writers take it. Lastly, I wanted to touch on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You know we got to round it out with some trash TV. The aftermath of Kathy's dinner party. Man, (laughs) we have... Kyle and Sutton starting us out previewing the auction. First of all, some of the items in the auction were so gorgeous, but some of them were literally insane. And I'm like, 
Who needs a giant carved crane? And why would you spend thousands of dollars on it? Like rich people are just weird. I feel like, give me, give me your money. Give me your money because you know how to spend it. You don't need a giant carved crane for like $4,500. Are you insane? Are you insane? What are you going to do with that? And you're going to have to dust it and it's ugly. It doesn't go with anything. No, 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 no. I really thought it was cute that Dorit and PK had a date night. I'm actually really enjoying PK this season. He used to really bug me, I'm not going to lie, but he's actually so level-headed and grounded and showing like a really good side of him this season, but I did think it was pretty funny that it was, oh honey, I'm so glad we're finally having alone time in front of the cameras. (laughs) I also had to come to terms with the fact that If I ever become rich and successful, I'm going to be a really shitty rich person because I feel like I would hate caviar. Like the general idea of caviar grosses me out. I don't like eggs on my sushi and I'm pretty sure caviar is like little fish eggs, right? Oh, it just, it's so gross. I feel like a lot of stuff that the wealthy eat is like, why? Why would you do that? I don't understand. Like you have all this money, you could eat anything you wanted. And that's what you want to eat? You want to eat fish eggs on a cracker? Ugh, sounds so terrible. I think Garcelle looks so beautiful this entire episode, basically this entire season. And I thought her hosting the ladies, she looked stunning. It was the first time that she's hosted the ladies and I felt like everything was so nicely put together. Everything looked incredible. Kyle's hair at Garcelle's party was so insanely beautiful. My goodness. Then we get into some of the things that Erica said. And I will tell you, as the season goes on, it's getting harder and harder to root for her. The shit that comes out of her mouth just doesn't make any sense and... She kind of has such an attitude about her, which I'm thinking is a defense mechanism, but my goodness, sister, like, she's making it difficult. So she said someone broke into Tom's house, he confronted the intruder, and then her son had to go there because she can't legally go there, and then on the way home, her son rolled his car like five times, but she said everything so casually, and it's like the casualty that she's telling this is alarming, and it makes it really hard to believe it. I loved the scene where it was a double date of dinner with Dorit and PK and Mauricio and Kyle. I think that the casualty of them just like coming over and here, let me throw the salmon in the oven and let's sit down and PK his charming side of being like, I I need tartar. I need mayonnaise. I need something like that's how I like to eat my food (laughs) when he was in someone else's house. I am learning so much about being unabashedly who you are and just enjoying your life. This is your one shot. And I think watching people like PK, who's like, yeah, I don't really care what you think. I need mayonnaise or I need tartar. Like, make me some tartar, please. Or Kathy Hilton, who just does whatever the hell she wants all the time. And she's just totally unbothered and unfazed is phenomenal. I loved seeing Dorit's wedding dress line. I thought it was beautiful and spectacular. Again, I will say Kathy Hilton's level of unbothered is aspirational. I want to go to, (laughs) I want to go through life 
as fabulous and carefree as Kathy. I just imagine it's very charmed. <laughs> it's a very charmed life. I thought it was so beautiful to see Garcelle open up and be vulnerable with the women. It was really incredible to see that softer side of her. And I think it really helped the relationships with the women. The women went to the sound bath. <laughs> the women went to the sound bath and Kathy fell asleep. Literally, this woman is an icon for just being yourself and living your best life. Can you even imagine? Like, she just is so on her own planet in the best way. I do think that watching Erica show compassion for Tom after all the hell he has put her through was one of the first times she was likable in the last couple episodes. While we still don't really know what's happening and her aggression and anger and shutting down has been really hard to watch. Oh, I still root for her, man. I want her to be good. I want her to hands to be clean. I want her to be the person that we always thought she was. I will say I had to stop recording this episode last week because I just wasn't in the right space for it. I did start the episode out telling you guys that I was struggling mentally and I have just been having a hard time. And that's true. I am feeling better this week, but I'm still not a hundred and that's okay. And I think it's really important to talk about that and share that because while I think we've come so far as a society, especially in the times that we're living in, I do still think mental health issues or struggling is not shared enough or it's looked down upon. And I don't want it to be. I love when I am vulnerable on Instagram and I'm talking on my stories and I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, I'm drowning in my life or having a really hard time or I spent the whole day crying. And I mean, it's really nice to get nice messages. Don't get me wrong. Those are great. But my favorite messages are the people that are like, dude, me too. Like, (laughs) is something in the air? Something's happening. It's nice to know you're not alone. And I shared the funniest meme and I'm pissed I didn't create it myself. It was amazing. (laughs) But instead of saying Mercury's in retrograde, it said (laughs) said Mercury's in reverse cowgirl again. And the joy that that brought me, the laughter it gave me and all of my friends because I shared it and everyone was like, stop, this is the best thing ever. I'm probably going to have to create a graphic for it and share it because I could not stop dying. And But it's true. Like, okay, the world's on fire. Everyone's angry. The government's running out of money, apparently. We don't know what's going to happen. Everything's scary and hard. Oh, and Mercury's in reverse cowgirl again. <laughs> it just is a good reminder. Like, no matter what you're going through, everyone else is fucking struggling too for the most part. So let's be kind. One of my girlfriends was talking about how it really upsets her when she lets people in or like lets people cut over and they don't wave, right? Like if you're driving and someone lets you in, common courtesy is to wave. And I was messaging her and I'm like, dude, I go so far as like, I say thank you, but I know they can't hear me, right? So I I roll my window down and I stick my arm out and I wave because I'm like, I don't want to just wave in my car. I have tinted windows. What if they don't see? I don't want them to think I'm an asshole. Like, thanks for letting me come over. But if they don't wave, I'm like, 
prick. (laughs) I didn't have to let you in. I was being kind. Be kind to my kindness and say thank you. (laughs) And I think it's the same as like holding the door for someone or even letting someone cross the street. I don't remember. I think it was a comedian. I'm not sure, but years ago, someone said something about like, if I let you cross the street, like knees to chest, bitch, get to stepping, like hustle it up. (laughs) I don't have all day. I was being polite, but please don't just like meander across the road, right? Basic human decency, basic common courtesy, showing empathy and kindness, I think are things that we really, really, really need in the world right now. Since it has taken me two weeks to record this episode, it is actually Thursday, September 30th, when this episode is finishing, (laughs) and it is National Podcast Day, and I just want to take a moment to say thank you guys for being here. It is both an honor and a privilege to get to do this, and thank you so much. As always, this is Blonde Versations. I am Bren. We will chat soon. Cheers.